Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Well, so last spring, we held here at the church an ordination service for Jeremy, our former intern pastor. Many of you were there and remember that event where uh, we gathered together. He became a pastor, and I remember the Southwest Minnesota bishop talking to me after the service, and she said, your church is just so joyful. And I thought, yes, that's great. That's one of the things we're going for, right? It's right there in the mission statement, a joyful community. And so I was so glad for that. And this idea of being joyful, it is in our mission statement, but it isn't just something that was made up. As you just heard in the scripture readings, it shows up in the Bible, too, that we are called to make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, straight from the book of Psalms. And then in the book of Galatians, when the Apostle Paul is making his list of these fruits of the Spirit. He says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This great list of fruits includes joy, and so it's wonderful. It's just great. And so I've been thinking this week, what does that mean to be a joyful community? And so I think a good place to start is what does the word joyful mean? And so right here is the definition of joyful. Right from the dictionary, it says, feeling, expressing, or causing great pleasure and happiness. So the idea is joy is pleasure and happiness, and to be joyful is about feeling that joy, expressing that joy, and causing that joy. It's not just a passive thing, is it? Like to be joyful means that we're engaged in it. We're experiencing joy, but we're also expressing it and helping to cause joy. It really is this whole interactive thing that we are trying to be. That is what God wants us to be about. A part of our life of faith is to be joyful. But I think it's also worth acknowledging that we all can't be joyful all the time. Is that true? Yeah, okay, right? I mean, the reality is in this world, there is pain and grief and sadness. Those feelings are all God-honored as well. Like, it's not like we have to just ignore those things. But God doesn't want us to stay in those places. God wants us to be led to joy and to experience joy often. After all, though, Jesus walked the earth. You remember, Jesus experienced all of those human feelings as well. But because of Jesus... All of that grief, sadness, pain, suffering, even death itself doesn't get the last laugh. That's the beauty of the promise of Easter in the gospel is that Jesus is raised from the dead. There is hope for the future and joy for today. And so we celebrate being a joyful community and joy can carry us even through some of those dark times. I think about in my life, one of the things that I have often turned to during some of the darker times in life is comedy. 
Uh, and so whether it is funny TV shows or comedians themselves telling jokes or even some comedy podcasts, those have been some places that I've turned to because I love the way that comedians take their problems and insecurities, their foibles, and they help us laugh at them. And in doing so, it kind of helps us laugh at our own problems and insecurities, our own issues. And the beauty of that is it doesn't make our problems go away laughing at them, but it can take away some of their power. When we can find time to laugh at ourselves or laugh along with others, it helps take away some of that power of the sadness and grief or pain that we're experiencing in life. That's why I love comedy so much, because comedians, that's what they do. I love it. During the pandemic, I will admit, I got a little obsessed with comedy. I got a little obsessed with comedians and digging into how do they do this thing, this kind of magic trick of taking like insecurities and sadnesses and problems and turn them into laughter. And so that obsession culminated earlier this summer when I found myself on stage at a comedy club in Minneapolis doing a tight five uh, minutes of comedy as a part of a comedy show that featured a first-time comedian, Nathan Mugas. It went pretty well. We got some laughs. I'm definitely an amateur, no doubt about it. But it was so fun to get to be in that role and play with that idea of how does comedy fit into the joys of life, but also the hardships of life. How can we laugh at ourselves and each other in a fun and playful way? And so to go back to that joyful definition, I, I love feeling joyful because it is all of those things. It's about feeling joy, it's about expressing joy, and it's about causing joy, causing that pleasure and happiness. And I love being joyful. So I got a mic over there. I was kind of wondering, would you guys like to hear some jokes? I don't know what you're going to do, what I'm going to do if you say no. I mean, uh, you know, got the mic anyway. Well, T Taylor, why don't you come on up and introduce a comedian? We've got a comedian here today. Now, to welcome our next comedian to the stage, the only one, in fact. You may know him as the pastor of Elk River Lutheran Church, but he's so much more. At age 15, he was awarded the prize for most improved on the Sherwood, North Dakota High School speech team. <laughs> only, okay, only three years later, only three years later, he was honored as superior actor at the North Dakota State, mm -hmm, North Dakota State Class B one-act play competition. Oh my. And he then graduated number one, not number two, but number one in his high school class of 10 kids. <laughs> yes, these credits are all, all over 20 years old. Mm. And he has not won an award since. But nonetheless, just imagine how okay he must be right now. Please welcome the very funny, the very funny Nathan Mugas. You know, most, uh, check, check, most stand-up comedians wear robes. I don't know if you've ever been to a comedy show, but uh, they usually wear robes. It really helps with the whole uh, thing. But uh, so uh, yesterday we gathered with a group of our South Campus, those folks who go to church online down in Arizona. Any of you guys here? I see some of you here. And so uh, I tried out all these jokes on them. 
It was solid. So uh, what, what, what they know is that I've got five really good, funny, funny minutes of comedy. The problem is it's 15 minutes long. So uh, you, you got to kind of pick the good ones out of there. Uh, but I think they're in there. They're in there. Um, so my whole life, I've been a terrible speller. When I was in elementary school, I got diagnosed with dyslexia, and I thought, oh, great, another word I can't spell. But then I got to middle school, and in middle school, I got a little spelling assist device, this little electronic dictionary that I would type words into, and it would autofill and correct the right word. And I thought, yes. So see, I was texting in middle school before it was cool, because uh, this is way before cell phones, way before smartphones. And in fact, having a spelling assist device in middle school was not cool, actually, at all. Uh, I'd be sitting there typing my uh, little words out, and one of my friends would be like, whoa, do you have a game there? I'd be like, no, I'm just trying to spell broccoli. <laughs> but now I do have a smartphone. And the good news is the smartphone autofills, autocorrects every word and every message. Almost. Because sometimes still my smartphone will look at the words I'm typing, this mixture of letters, and go... I don't know what this is. That is not an English word. Uh, no suggestions. But that's where I get saved now by voice to text. Y'all know voice to text? I get stuck. I push that little microphone button and say, necessary. Spells it right out for me. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Uh, the only problem is now sometimes I'll be out in the community. I'll maybe be at a coffee shop or something working on typing a message, and I start to look like a crazy person because I'm typing away, and all of a sudden I just whisper, success. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to, the secret style, manifest something here. But I can't quite do it because it's difficult. And so now I'm sitting there and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but at least the words are spelled right. Uh, during seminary, uh, I took an entire class in chanting. And so I went to seminary in my early 20s. So all my young, early 20s friends and I, just imagine this. Our homework is now to go back to our seminary dorm rooms and practice chanting. So here we are, all these young guys sitting around the dorm. The Lord be with you. Uh, real exciting lives we were living. And so uh, I'll admit, sometimes we'd uh, stay up a little late and we'd maybe uh, dip into the communion wine a little bit. Uh, and we'd start trying out some different lyrics. We'd say, well, how about if we tried a little Johnny Cash? Are you ready? Oh, I hear that train a-coming. It's rolling round the bend. But I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps a rolling on down to San Antone. I think we should be writing a new hymnal, actually. And so, uh, all these nerdy guys, we'd finally now had this like secret weapon. We could go out on the town and ladies watch out because we'd see a beautiful woman from across the room and we'd go sauntering up with all the confidence and we'd go, oh, hey there, good looking. Let's start from the very beginning, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Can I get your numbers? <laughs> 
Old Testament pickup line. Come on, this is good stuff. Come on up and say, Oh, I once was blind, but now I see you and me together, baby. <laughs> That's how I met Annie, you know, so you can't say it didn't work uh, all these years later. Uh, so uh, here at the church, I have to talk to you all about a very serious issue. I've uh, been noticing when it comes time to communion, and we have these communion, these little cups, I notice some of you come forward and it looks like you're a little too good at drinking these cups down. I see this. And I think that wasn't learned in confirmation class. That looks more like a college level lesson or something. This is Holy Communion, not Jose Cuervo, all right? Yikes. Well, well, so now you know. I'm, I'm watching. I'm on to everyone. Um, well, uh, I'm thinking about starting a new thing. I'm thinking about starting an online dating service for some older folks. So if you know anyone, uh, I'm going to call it expiration date. <laughs> I know, it's rough. I don't know. That's a rough one. I, it's my joke, and I don't know how I feel about it. But So anyway, I've been thinking about expiration dates, and I've noticed, have you noticed there's expiration dates on everything these days? Just a couple days ago, I went to put some sunscreen on, and as I grabbed the bottle, my wife, my beautiful, beloved wife says, better check the expiration date, it it might be old. I looked at her, and I thought, sunscreen does not go old. And so I squirted into my hand what looked like runny cottage cheese. I'm like, ugh. But then I looked up, and I know she was still looking at me. I didn't want to admit I'm wrong. Just start rubbing the cottage cheese in. I'm like, I told you, honey, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I read the other day that running shoes expire after 250 miles. Not to brag, but I have a 20-year-old pair of running shoes, and... uh, They are far from expired. Uh, I'm like an old grandma driving my tennis shoes to church on Sunday morning. Low miles, low miles, not a problem. I do think it's interesting, though, that with all these expiration dates on everything, the one expiration date that matters the most, our own expiration date, we have no idea, right? No one has an expiration date marked on their body somewhere, do you? Not that I've ever found. Uh, uh, And so we just go through life with just no clue what our final day is going to be, and we just keep going through life that way, just with no clue. Well, there are some clues, right? There are some clues. I think we're kind of like bananas. Uh, You think about bananas, you see those young bananas, and they're kind of green, but they've got that smooth, smooth skin. Ooh, it's so nice. And then, uh, you know, those bananas, those young bananas, they got that hard body, and you think, oh, these bananas are models. Uh, These bananas are on the cover of the grocery store flyer. They're so good. Then the bananas get a little older. They get a little softer in the middle. Pretty soon you start seeing some brown spots, maybe some suspicious flies, and Pretty soon it seems like, oh gosh, I think it's soon time to go into the freezer for banana bread. We're all on our way to becoming banana bread, folks. (laughs) 
Martin Luther, our Lutheran namesake, once was asked the question, if you knew the world was going to end tomorrow, what would you do? And his answer was almost kind of like a joke. He said, I would plant an apple tree. I love that answer because it points to two things. One, none of us do know our expiration date. None of us do know how much time we have left. But two, what we do know is that life is better when we live with hope for tomorrow and joy for today. Hope for tomorrow and joy for today. And so I love being able to gather together to be a joyful community and to celebrate those things. So may the joy be with you. And may you bananas stay fresh. All right. (laughs) That's all I got. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.